0: Thank you for joining the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Northwestern Division for our our monthly Missouri River Basin Water Management Conference Call. We plan to host monthly calls through early July. The next call will be held on Tuesday, June 6th at 1 p.m. If basin conditions warrant an ad hoc call due to unexpected changes, we will notify the region of the additional call. These calls are provided as a courtesy to congressional representatives, tribal and governmental officials, and the media. I am Eileen Williamson, and I will be moderating today's call. As a reminder, we are offering the presentation materials via webinar. The webinar address is www.webmeeting.att.com. The meeting number is the same as the toll-free conference number, 888-204-5984, and the webinar code is the same as the conference call access code, 305-2336. These calls are recorded and placed on the Defense Video and Imagery Distribution System at www.dvidshub.net slash unit slash USACE-NWD, and on iTunes you can search Missouri River Basin. Your participation in today's call acknowledges your consent to be recorded. All lines have been placed on mute during this call. So to unmute your line and ask a question or to do your presentation, press star six. Please be aware that the forced mute function does not work on all phones. So if I ask, please use your phone's own mute function to avoid interrupting the call. Please do not place it on hold. For the convenience of our media representatives, the final slide in this presentation includes each speaker's name, title, and contact information. The agenda and presenters for today's call will be as follows. Doug Kluck, uh, NOAA National Center for Environmental Information, Kevin Lau, National Weather Services Missouri Basin River Forecast Center, and Ms. Jody Farhat, Chief of the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, Missouri River Basin Water Management Division. With that, we'll turn it over to Doug.
1: All right. Thank you very much. Uh, Thanks to the Corps, and thanks for everybody on the call today. start with just a quick look back at temperatures and uh, precipitation over the basin. Uh first for the last month or so, uh last 30 days. Uh you can see on the image on the uh left, upper left, I guess you'd say, uh since early April till now, uh temperatures have been relatively near normal actually. Where you see the uh, bright yellow and the actual uh sort of a light green color, those are pretty close to normal uh temperatures. So, generally, a l- slightly cooler uh, than normal to the north and slightly warmer uh, than normal to the south over the last 30 days on average. Uh, looking at the image in the lower right corner, percent of normal precipitation for the same period, you'll see where it's uh, green to uh, purple, actually, um, and beyond that, I guess, uh, where some very heavy precipitation has fallen uh, o- over the last 30 days. Um, at least compared to normal. Um mainly that's uh slightly out of the basin, I guess you could say from uh, uh southern Kansas into into uh southern Missouri, but there certainly have been cases where above normal uh precipitation has fallen um in the lower basin and in the upper basin in parts of Wyoming and some of the higher mountains of uh Montana. Next slide please. Looking at the uh sim- similar images but from the beginning of this year uh January 1st of this year till now uh, you'll see the temperature on the left um, shows you generally speaking that uh, temperatures have been above normal for most of the basin especially as you go to the lower basin lower Missouri basin in uh Missouri Kansas and in, in parts of Nebraska and in in Colorado for that for that matter uh upper basin have been near normal to slightly below normal uh, generally speaking, over that time. And also looking at precipitation, you see that it has not been a dry year uh, across most of the basin and certainly not in Wyoming um, where they're seeing um, much much above normal uh, snow and, and rainfall, uh, generally precipitation for that period. Uh, a little bit of dryness uh, across uh, portions of the Dakotas. Um, I've not heard that that is has been an issue in terms of uh, being too dry or a lot of worry about uh, slipping into drought or anything like that. So, uh, next slide. Um, These are the snowpack percent of normal for this time of year, and I'll I'll just say that as we get further and further into the, or towards the end of the snowpack year, these numbers can be um, quite strange and and elevate pretty quickly, but I think uh, just based upon how fast things melt off. But, what I will say here is again, you're looking at uh Wyoming, for example, you see that sort of deep purple uh color there uh, uh, they that there is no doubt uh that most of those basins are much much above normal, in some cases record record above normal um, as you go a little bit to the north into Montana, you see those numbers uh come down a bit uh still generally above normal, but not not nearly as what nearly what we see in wyoming as you slip to the south into Colorado due to some earlier early warmth i guess you could say in march and and april a lot of the at uh, least lower elevation some of the upper elevation snowpack has melted off a bit so you can see that those uh, those numbers are much closer to normal during in those in those times uh, the image on the right by the way uh is from 2 months ago in early march uh pattern has shifted slightly since then but generally you see that um, um, similar things kind of holding on there in terms of Wyoming having um, much above normal uh in terms of snowpack next slide uh, no surprise here uh, even with the uh 20 plus inches of snow uh they saw in southeast Colorado and above uh in numbers above a foot uh, across portions of Kansas um plain snowpack is 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 virtually uh, gone for the rest of uh, at least this uh, this spring this spring. Season. Uh, No surprise there. Uh, And obviously, a lot of snow still left up in the uh, higher elevations. Next slide. Uh, Looking at the next seven days, I took this from yesterday. So these get updated at least once a day. But uh, what I would say is this is an accumulated uh, precipitation over the next seven days. This isn't one day or two days. This is an accumulation over seven days. Anyway, what you see here in the sort of darker bluish and into purple colors are heavier uh predicted amounts. Uh you'll see that there are some in the uh, um, lower basin in Kansas uh that stretches uh sort of northwest into uh Colorado and um and Wyoming. Uh these are not uh, tremendous rains. I'd say this is a fairly especially in May, a sort of a typical amount of precipitation. Um some dryness indicated again to the north uh northern parts of the basin, but generally uh the uh the mountains, uh the higher elevations, uh, western basin look like they'll be getting some precipitation out of this as well as uh the central plains. Uh next slide. <clears throat> uh, this is for the period of May twelfth to the eighteenth. So looking out a couple weeks, uh you'll see that uh on the the temperature image on the left shows that there's a much greater uh chance than normal to have above-normal temperatures across uh, most of Montana, Wyoming, um, portions of Colorado, and then into the Dakotas and northern Nebraska. Uh, And then, um, of course, that's sandwiched between two below-normal areas in the rest of the nation, which is sort of interesting in and of itself. And then, uh, as far as precipitation during this period, this week-two period, you see there's an elevated chance for above-normal precipitation, again, across basically the Rockies, the higher elevations of this basin, of the Missouri Basin, uh, but l- slightly less than um, s- less than normal chances of above normal or, or better chances for below-normal precipitation across much of the uh, eastern part of the basin as well as the uh, lower basin. Next slide. Uh, image on the left, again, this is for the, the rest of May, I guess you could say, and, uh, uh, image on the left is for temp, for temperature, and the general indication here is that the lower basin may stay a bit cool, uh, um at least there's better chances for that, and really not a lot of uh, indication of whether it's going to be warm or cold, uh, or near neutral for that matter, or near normal, I should say, uh, for the, uh, for the most of the basin and that's the image on the left. image on the right is precipitation. Again, sort of a dichotomy from the lower and upper basin. The upper basin looks like uh, there's better chances for the rest of this May to see above normal precipitation. Uh, those chances aren't huge, but they, they do exist for sure. And then uh, in the lower basin it looks uh, generally drier than normal. At least there's elevated chances for that. Next slide looking uh through the end of the spring into early summer uh those 3 months may june july uh again temperature on the left uh general indications are that the prob the probability for warmer than normal conditions uh definitely exists for most of the basin uh that probability sort of runs into uh, equal chances or you know we don't really know above or below or near nor- or near normal um for montana and uh North Dakota certainly, and portions of northern south Dakota uh in terms of temperature so near uh equal chances for above below and nor uh near normal uh temperatures in the upper basin and most of the uh, two thirds or three fourths of the lower basin being above normal um, chances for above normal precip- or above normal temperatures uh interestingly uh precipitation chances if you look at the lower right image uh all the way up and down the uh the Rockies uh Montana down through Colorado, there is an enhanced uh chance of precip- uh, above normal precipitation for those states and sort of a uh, if you will a, a elongated bullseye uh um for that same area. Um th- again these probabilities aren't aren't the highest and the only thing I'll say about our summer and or late spring precipitation predictions is that they're very difficult to make. So anyway, this is our this is our best guess at this moment in terms of uh, what what that will turn out to be. We'll have an updated version of this uh, on May eighteenth, which is uh, a couple weeks from today. Next slide. okay and then uh the uh, sort of a drought a look at the drought uh i'm going to basically say there isn't much there are some dry areas and a little bit of if we, we what we call d1 um drought in, in a portion of colorado there from sort of denver north to uh um oops my screen just went off here hold on a second uh, north of uh um fort collins in in colorado but really for the most part it is uh there's not really much of a dry signal across the region. And if if you look to the right, that image there is sort of the outlook in terms of drought building into the area anywhere. Um, you know, you can see in the southeast part of the U.S. where it's yellow there, that indicates where drought may occur or develop over that period um, by the end of July 31st. But really, for the Missouri Basin, there's no indication right now of drought developing or being a serious issue at this point. Next slide. So here's a, a quick summary with a, a few other points kind of uh, thrown in. Uh, uh, the current El Nino, La Nina conditions are we are in neutral right now. Um, as I said earlier, plain snowpack, um, zilch, really. Um, the mountain snowpack, much above normal uh, across uh Wyoming above normal in Montana and in, in getting close to near normal in Colorado. Near normal temperatures for most of the basin over the last 30 days, uh, generally wet except for portions of the Dakotas and eastern Montana over, also over the last 30 days. Predictions show that this neutral El Nino La Nina condition that we're in right now uh, will extend over the next three months for sure. Uh, there are some signs still. Pointing towards uh, lapsing into an El Nino type of situation later, either later this summer into this fall, uh, but no one is calling it at uh, again at this moment. Um, I would look to the June sort of outlooking forecasts, uh, seasonal forecasts, for sort of a better idea whether that's going to happen or not. <clears throat> uh, and then in terms of temperatures, enhanced uh, warm tendencies for the north and west in the short term. Uh, equal chances for the rest of the spring, that's uh, May, June, July. <coughs> Sorry, I'm getting a, kind of a cough in my throat. And for the early summer, most of the basin remain, uh, remains with enhanced chances of above-normal temperatures, except for that northern uh, northern tier. And then in terms of precipitation, uh, sort of leans to the wet side in the western basin, uh, again, this, uh rest of the spring and early summer some dryness indicated in the eastern portion and southern um, basin uh, short-term, then equal chances for the rest of the uh, um, late summer. And drought is not a concern at this point across most of the basin. And I believe that is all I have. Thank you very much. All
0: right, Kevin, I know you didn't have slides, but are you ready? I
2: hope so. I hope so. All right. Okay. Right. so you can hear me okay?
0: If you
2: can get a little bit louder. Okay, all right. All right. Um, again, again, this is Kevin Lau. I'm with the uh, National Weather Service, Missouri Basin River Forecast Center. I uh, appreciate the opportunity again to uh, uh, be with you today. Uh, I'll start in the mountains, and um, we hope that we have reached the peak snow accumulation uh, in the Yellowstone and the Missouri River above Fort Peck, uh, indications are that we have um, the biggest anomaly um, as far as snowpack goes is in the Yellowstone itself, uh, where we are above average with the snowpack. Our water supply forecast that we issued, uh, actually I guess it was uh, yesterday, uh, indicate that um, we're expecting. Uh, near near average to slightly above average volumes for the uh, April through September uh, volume for the Missouri River above Fort Peck. We are expecting above average uh, runoff volume for the Yellowstone, about average um, for the North Platte, and below average for the South Platte. We have not seen um, much, if any, uh, upper elevation uh, melt yet. Uh, but there's a good chance that this weekend with elevated temperatures and also, as Doug mentioned, the uh, uh, rainfall event that's uh, coming in, we expect that uh, uh, we will start seeing upper uh, elevation snowmelt to begin. And with that, our uh, biggest concern would be in the Wind River Basin in in, uh, Wyoming, where we expect uh, moderate to possibly even major flooding along the uh, Wind River. We also expect Uh, Some minor flooding in the uh, Missouri Basin above, Fort Peck, and the uh, following tributaries, the Big Hole, the Jefferson, and Clarks Fork. All of those uh, have a a good likelihood of of seeing minor flooding with the melt-off. Also, the North Platte, both in Wyoming and in Nebraska, we expect to uh, see uh, reaches having minor flooding. And there's a good possibility that we'll also see flooding along the Platte River itself, uh, below the, uh, the joining of the North and South Platte in Nebraska. There's a good possibility we'll have minor flooding in certain locations along the Platte. Other than that, um, uh, the, the, the biggest um, um, news story, of course, is the tragic flooding that's occurred over the past week in the lower part of the basin. We've had uh, major category flooding in um, the Gasconade, the Osage basins, and also along the uh, lower reach of the uh, Missouri River itself, we've had major flooding. Uh, We busted at least three uh, stage records in the Gasconade, two by three feet and one by nearly five foot. For the remainder of the um, spring and summer, uh, we do look for continued episodic minor to moderate flooding in eastern Kansas, the state of Missouri, southern Iowa, and extreme eastern Nebraska. But with uh, thunderstorm activity, that is not atypical. Um, A couple of months ago, we would have said that the uh, area in the state of Missouri uh, had a below uh, average risk for flooding, but now we're at, um, I would say, a, a normal, maybe slightly above normal risk for, for tributary flooding uh, in Missouri and eastern Kansas. And I believe that concludes um what I had to say this afternoon.
0: Thank you. All right, thank you, and I'll pass
3: it to Dougie. Okay, good afternoon, everyone. Thanks for joining us today uh, on the May uh, Basin Outlook conference call. We appreciate your participation. Um, earlier this week, we posted the May runoff and reservoir regulation forecast on our webpage, and we also issued a press release uh, yesterday. Um, so I'm going to start by having two of the senior engineers in my office talk about uh, these forecasts that we did, um, and then when we when they finish, we'll go on and have a couple of folks from Kansas City District talk about conditions in the Kansas City Basin. So uh, we'll start with Nicole Shorney and Joel Konofchinski. Thanks, Jody. The 2017
4: calendar year runoff forecast for the Upper Missouri Basin above Sioux City, Iowa, updated on May 1st, is 29.7 million acre-feet, or 117 percent of average. The significant forecast factors used in this forecast are mountain snowpack, recent runoff trends, soil moisture and drought conditions, and the NOAA Climate Prediction Center's monthly and seasonal temperature and precipitation outlooks. April runoff was 93% of average. Runoff was above average in the upper two reaches and below average in the lower four reaches. With regard to mountain snowpack, as of May 1st, the liquid content in the snow was 16.0 inches in the reach above Fort Peck, which is 107% of the May 1st average and 98% of the average peak. And it was 20.8 inches in the reach between Fort Peck and Garrison, which is 155% of the May 1st average and 147% of the average peak. Normally, the mountain snowpack peaks near April 15th. The mountain snowpack in the reach above Fort Peck appears to have peaked in late April and it appears that the peak was reached earlier this week in the Fort Peck to Garrison reach. As of this morning, the liquid content in the snow for the reach above Fort Peck has declined more than an inch from its peak to 14.9 inches. The liquid content in the reach from Fort Peck to Garrison has declined about a half inch from its peak to 20.2 inches. Temperatures and precipitation over the next couple weeks could still result in more snow accumulation. As Doug mentioned, the climate outlooks through May, June, and July indicate equal chances for temperatures in Montana and North Dakota with warmer temperatures in the rest of the basin and a slight increase in the chances for precipitation in Montana and Wyoming. Because the three-month rainfall... Rainfall outlooks indicate only slightly higher chances for above normal precipitation. The May, June, and July runoff forecasts for the reach above Fort Peck and the reach between Fort Peck and Garrison closely reflect the amount of mountain snowpack. The May, June, and July runoff in the Fort Peck reach is forecast to be 100% of average, and the May, June, July runoff in the Garrison reach is forecast to be 147% of average. In summary, the 2017 calendar year runoff forecast is 29.7 million acre feet, or 117% of average. Based on this runoff forecast, the May 1 system storage, the tributary project storage, and plate 6-1 in the master manual, the service level adjustment of 5,000 CFS that was made in April will continue through May. Joel will now discuss the reservoir regulation studies.
5: Thank you, Nicole. Reservoir system storage is currently 59.1 million acre-feet, or 3.0 million acre-feet into the 16.3 million acre-feet of available flood storage. Gavin's Point releases averaged 28,500 cubic feet per second in April. In early May, releases were reduced to 21,000 cubic feet per second for several days to lessen downstream flooding. As downstream flows received, releases will be increased to approximately 34,000 cubic feet per second by around mid-May, downstream conditions permitting, to prevent endangered lease turns and threatened piping plovers from nesting on low sandbars. These sandbars could be inundated later in the summer when higher releases are needed to meet downstream flow targets. The nesting season runs from May to late August. Moving on to the monthly simulations, The basic simulation uses the runoff forecast that Nicole just discussed. Due to the amount of variability in precipitation and other hydrologic factors that can occur over the next several months, we also develop an upper and lower runoff that are then used in the upper and lower basic simulations. These simulations provide a range of reservoir elevations and releases that may be expected under the different runoff scenarios. The discussion to follow will focus on the basic or most likely runoff forecast Information on the other runoff simulations is posted on our webpage. Looking at the upper three reservoirs, Fort Peck is currently at elevation 2237.4 or 3.4 feet above the base of the flood control pool, which extends from elevation 2234 to 2250. It is expected to peak near elevation 2240.6 in June. Peak daily average releases are expected to be about 10,500 cubic feet per second this summer. Harrison Reservoir is currently at elevation 1841.6. It is expected to peak near elevation 1848.0, 10.5 feet into the 16.5-foot flood pool, which extends from elevation 1837.5 to 1854. Peak daily average releases are expected to be around 35,000 cubic feet per second this summer. Owahi Reservoir is currently at elevation 1608.3, feet above the base of the flood control pool, which extends from elevation 1607.5 to 1620. It is expected to peak near elevation 1611.9, 4.4 feet into the 12.5-foot flood pool. Peak daily average releases are expected to be around 32,000 cubic feet per second this summer. Next slide. Navigation service level and season length. The navigation service level is used to determine releases from Gavins Point Dam to support navigation and to help provide an eight to nine foot deep navigation channel downstream. Flows at the full service level are designed to provide a nine foot deep navigation channel. Because of the higher than normal runoff forecast, flow support was increased in April to a level slightly above full service. Based on the current forecast, that higher service level will continue with Gavins Point releases expected to be around in the mid-30,000 cubic feet per second range this summer, depending on downstream conditions. Releases will be reduced in response to downstream flooding, however, the effectiveness of the reservoir system to reduce peak stages along the lower river diminishes as you move downstream due to the travel time. The service level for the remainder of the navigation season and the navigation season length are based on the July 1 system storage. Under the basic forecast, flow support for navigation would continue at the highest ser- higher service level after the July 1st storage check. Forecasted energy generation at the main stem dams for 2017 under the basic simulation is 10.6 billion kilowatt hours. This compares to the long-term average of approximately 9.3 billion kilowatt hours. Thank you, and this concludes my talk.
3: Okay, uh, now we'll Pass to Kansas City District. Uh, I believe we have Judd Kenevan and Chris Perzer, uh, who will provide an update on the conditions uh, there in the Kansas City District. Star six, come off mute. Yes, uh,
6: thank you, Jody. Good afternoon, everybody. Can you hear us, Jody? Is yes. that a yes? Yes. Okay, thank you. Uh, good afternoon, everybody. Um, uh, just in summary, we've... The recent rains that most significantly impacted our OSIS Basin projects. Um, uh, from the upstream to downstream uh, perspective, the, uh, the the three upper basin lakes have been, were least impacted, Melbourne, Pomona, and Hillsdale. Um, they are currently at uh, 20%, approximately flood control pool occupied. Uh, however, as you move downstream through the basin, um, Stockton, Palm De Terre, and S. Truman Reservoir uh, range from 40 to 40 percent occupied flood pool to 60 percent occupied flood pool. Um, flood control releases have uh, are underway. They've, they've been underway from Palm De Terre, and they they began today from Stockton. And flood control releases will begin um, after midnight tonight from uh, S. Truman Reservoir. Uh, Harris Truman Reservoir has been uh, at zero release since the 29th of April in coordination with um, releases from uh, Bagnell Dam, Lake of the Ozarks, uh, and, and Ameren. Um, we coordinated um, to begin releases, as I mentioned, uh, beginning after midnight tonight, we will go up to 20,000 CFS um, through the early morning hours and then progress toward um, uh, another 30 uh, to 30,000 cfs, and then 40,000 cfs, and we anticipate that by Tuesday, uh, flood control releases out of Truman Reservoir will be in the range of uh, above fo- between 40 and 50,000, uh, in concert with um, releases from uh, Magnolia Dam, such that the total flow at St. Thomas does not exceed 54,000 cfs. Moving on, the recent rains have had a lesser impact on other reservoir projects within our district. Uh, most significantly, would be the Kansas Basin, where the, the lower three projects, or um, of Milford, Tuttle, uh, Milford, Tuttle Creek, and Perry, range from five to ten percent of their flood control pool occupied. Um, but uh, releases have been uh, have been underway from those projects, and those recent rains had little significant impact on them. The only other project of note that I would mention is Long Branch in the Sheraton Basin in Missouri. Uh, It is a fill and spill project. Uh, It currently has 20% of its flood control pool occupied, um, and its releases right now are approximately 300 CFS and are anticipated to decline as the pool declines. Um, With that, I will
7: Turn the microphone over to Judd. All right. Good afternoon. Uh, My name is Judd Knieven. I'm the Emergency Management Chief here for the Kansas City District. And as Chris described and Kevin described, uh, over the past week, uh, we've been partially activated, uh, our EOC, that is, to support state and local efforts uh, with regard to flooding, uh, primarily focused from Jefferson City, uh, Missouri, to the mouth. Uh, As most of you know, our authority allows us to provide supplemental technical and support uh, to state and local entities. Uh, additionally, I'd like to remind everyone that the no-wake zone uh, remains in place for the lower 200 miles of the Missouri River that was issued by the United States Coast Guard. So since Sunday this past week, 13 non-federal levy systems were reported to have been overtopped. Uh, four of those systems subsequently uh, suffered overtop breaches. Uh, one system breached prior to overtop. And we had an additional 11 that had less than five feet of freeboard throughout this event. Uh, All of those are expected to have some type of damage. Uh, We plan to step down to an emergency watch activation level this afternoon. Uh, We will continue at an emergency watch uh, activation level through the weekend, and then on Monday of next week, we will reevaluate our EOC status. Over the next week, uh, we're going to transition to flood recovery, with a focus on repairing damaged levees that participate in our safe Rehabilitation and Inspection Program. And as a reminder, uh, the safety of the general public is our top priority. Uh, flooding can occur at any time, and with so many damaged levee systems, we urge everyone to pay attention to the watches and warnings issued by the National Weather Service. And that completes my update. Thanks.
3: Okay, thank you, uh, Chris and Judd. So in summary, we began this year's runoff season with the full flood control capacity of the mainstem reservoir system available, and currently more than 80% of that capacity is remaining. Uh, The reservoirs, uh, both on the mainstem and in the lower basin, are doing what they're designed to do, which is to capture spring and summer runoff, which will be released throughout the remainder of the year to serve navigation and downstream purposes and in the case of Kansas City, to evacuate those projects in an orderly manner to get ready for any future events. Um, And then finally, I just want to remind folks uh, one more time that we have this uh, new product that we put out each Tuesday uh, posted on our website. Uh, It gives the status of the main system, the reservoirs, and the snowpack. So uh, it changes every Tuesday, so uh, we encourage you to take a look at that Um, And uh, if you have any suggestions for improvements, please let us know. That concludes my remarks. We'll turn it back to Eileen for questions.
0: Okay. Questions will now be fielded by state in alphabetical order. Remember, if you have a question, press star six to come off mute. Start with Iowa. Are there any congressional delegation members from the state of Iowa? Tribes? State officials or local governments, press, move to Kansas. Congressional delegation members, tribes, state or local officials, press, again star six to come off mute, state of Missouri, congressional delegation members tribes, state or local government officials, members of the press, Montana, congressional delegation members, tribes, state officials or local government, members of the press. again star six if you have questions state of nebraska congressional delegation members tribes state or local government officials members of the press north dakota congressional delegation members tribes state or local government officials members of the press south dakota delegation members tribes state or local government officials members of the press and wyoming congressional delegation members tribes state or local government officials members of the press any other members of the press on the on the line? Or final questions before we adjourn? Again, star six to come off mute. Okay, with that, the next call will be held on Tuesday, June 6th at 1 p.m. Press release containing much of the information that was presented in today's um, call was posted and sent yesterday, and we appreciate your participation. Thank you.